Galaxy of Film presents. Let's fucking go! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of LFG. This is your man Brandon Messina back again to talk about a recent movie that just came out and knowing me it's going to be a movie that came out three months ago and I'm going to be reviewing it right now. For this episode I am joined by the one and only Chad Freeman. How's it going Chad? How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm a big, big, huge fan of Zack Snyder so uh, more than ha- happy to uh, talk about any of his movies anytime and uh, yeah, yeah you know it, it, it does uh, seem like it's been uh, quite a while since this has been out but actually it hadn't been that long I mean it was around Christmas time so uh, you know we're not too far behind yeah this is actually probably one of the more recent ones but uh, <laughs> that I usually take to uh, talk about a movie uh, but yeah you kind of just tease it a little bit uh, we are going to be discussing the latest Zack Snyder film to come out on Netflix, which is uh, called Rebel Moon, but uh, this is a two-parter, I believe. Um, yeah, this is part one. Part one, part one right. What was the, what yes, was the full title the, of the movie? A Child of Fire. Child of Fire, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebel Moon, part one, A Child of Fire. Yes, that's right. And um, I believe Rebel Moon, part two, comes out sometime in the spring, I believe. Middle, middle of spring? April, yeah, April 19th, I do believe, is the date. Um, yes. And that one, uh, let me just double check real quick, because I, I believe it is April. Yeah, part two, The Scar Giver, uh, looks like April 19th. I'll say, I'll, I'll take your word for it. So when the time comes, we will be view, reviewing uh, part two, uh, probably in September of 2026, knowing me. <laughs> Um, but yes, we will be discussing Rebel Moon Part 1, and uh, before we get right into the movie, um, Chad, knowing you being the very, very big fan of Zack Snyder and his filmography, I just wanted to take a, a moment to kind of discuss um, how you came to uh, appreciate Zack Snyder's work and how, like, you, how your hype was going into this movie. Yeah, I, I, I was super, super excited for this. This was my can't-wait-to-see movie of the year. Um, I uh, became a huge fan of him after seeing 300. That was the one that just really just blew me away. I'll be honest, at that point, I was not real big on um, overuse of CGI. Um, and uh, I was kind of one of those people... That was like, no, I, I it, like Sin City is an example of a movie that I, I just couldn't get behind. I couldn't get behind that whole CGI world. And then 300 came out and I was like, wow, I absolutely love this. This is like, you know, so amazing. I remember at the time I was like, want this guy to do Clash of the Titans. Who is this guy? And then um, looking, I was like, oh, well, he, he did Dawn of the Dead, which I actually really liked. Uh, and uh, that was uh, a movie that I actually enjoyed more than the original, surprisingly. Uh, and that being a, a horror classic, uh, 
that's not something that uh, you should probably say too loud around too many uh, film people. Um, but uh, no, um, from that point on, I was just super excited for whatever uh, he put out and then ended up loving uh, Sucker Punch and The Watchmen. And, uh, you know, uh, I grew up a, a huge Superman fan and um, I loved his version of uh superman uh, batman v superman is my very favorite movie of all time just nothing but super excited uh for this movie to come out and you know i, w- I was happy with the the result as well so quick question is it the theatrical cut or the director's cut of batman versus superman I it, well, I'll be honest. I love both because when when I saw it at the theater, I loved it, and I ended up uh, seeing it um, many times at the theater. And then I think uh, the theatrical cut. Uh, I will still watch it. I will also watch the extended cut. Uh, you know, the extended cut. Uh, it it does uh, fill in gaps a little bit more. It, 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 to me. It's not that a lot of that was necessarily needed, um, but it does make it less of a a clunky movie. And I'll be honest, Zack Snyder can be a a clunky uh, filmmaker. His his movies can be, and I don't mind clunkiness. And and what I mean by that is just you you yourself have to piece uh, some things together, and then also just having huge epic fight sequences kind of uh tagged you know uh together with little bits and pieces in between and i'm 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 totally okay with it i gotcha i gotcha um for me with Zack snyder um my first introduction to Zack snyder was uh batman vs superman actually um i didn't i've never seen much of his prior work um before going into that movie um to me Zack snyder um, while he is a flawed director to me, um, I still can't appreciate his um, ideas and his direction uh, more than uh, other people would. For instance, like I do appreciate uh, when he comes to, I guess, creating an expanded story or an expanded universe within his movies. I mean, that especially goes with his DC movies or anything that um, anything related to the DCU before he was kind of shipped off or fired or whatever happened but yeah i appreciate that and i also appreciate him developing characters uh and like more than like being one-dimensional so i can at least appreciate that like example that would be uh like cyborg in his kind of rendition of it but yeah one big thing i do like about Zack snyder too is um how his attention to detail when it comes to his cinematography um, I just really, really love the shots that he ta- um, does and how articulate he is about it. Yeah. Um, like, I swear to God, like, most of his shots, whenever he's, like, behind the camera or whether, like, he's, like, in charge of it in some way, um, it just feels just like a painting to me every time. So that's just something that, even if the movie isn't perfect, like, that's at least something that I can give him credit for and give him respect uh, from that end on. Right. As far as my hype for this movie goes, um, there is definitely some curiosity behind it because uh, doing some prior research before going into it, I um, discovered that this was supposed to be a Star Wars film that he pitched prior. Do you know anything about that? 
Yeah. So the, the funny thing about that, because I remember, you know, before J.J. Abrams uh, got involved with uh, Star Wars, I remember when Disney had, uh, you know, purchased Star Wars and was looking for a director. Uh, me personally, I was hoping that Zack Snyder would be a part of a Star Wars project. I was wanting that, not knowing that he had it ever. Definitely seems like in his, uh, like his domain, I guess. Yeah, exactly, and, and not at all knowing that he had actually pitched anything, and I don't even know when he pitched it. But uh, yeah, th this was uh, evidently um, an idea that he pitched to them for whatever reason they they didn't uh, go for it so he just kind of sat on it and then when he started working with netflix uh they're like hey got any projects you know <laughs> that you've been wanting to do um army of the dead was one that he had uh pitched before it, it's 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 one that's been in you know he, an idea that he's had sitting for a long time that's one of the things is that I love about Netflix giving him the opportunity to do that movie and then also this one. So uh, this one is very much a like a, a fan letter to Star Wars in a many many ways. If if you are a, a Star Wars fan, you'll you'll either very much appreciate that or uh, you'll be like uh, turn against it and be like, oh well, this is just Star Wars ripoff. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's very much. Um, That's one of the things my brother asked me because uh, my mm -hmm. brother was not huge on the last trilogy. The Star Wars film said they didn't feel like Star Wars, and he said the series Mandalorian feels like Star Wars. He asked me on this one. He's like, he said, well, does it does it feel like a Star Wars movie? And I said, yes, it does feel like Star Wars at times. Um, it honestly does feel um, a, a bit like Mandalorian in that aspect. But uh, yeah, I, you know, um, I I think it's great. I was super excited. Also, you know, Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, she was supposed to be doing a Star Wars movie um, here recently. And I don't know what happened with that, but that's not happening anymore. Hopefully she'll come to Netflix and she can do her Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was uh, mildly curious, at least, to check this one out because it did seem like a kind of an homage to like the space right. western and all type of stuff. Which is another thing I like about Zack Snyder, too, is uh, how like he can... Um, like borrow like, stuff from like Greek mythology and like how like his uh epicness I guess in his storytelling it just as a filmmaker it might not be for everybody but um I do it is something unique that um I can at least say about him as a director oh yeah um yeah uh, but let's not waste any further time let's get right into uh talking about Rebel Moon Part One. Um, and normally I would go it right into what the plot is and the synopsis and all that. But Chad, uh, you being the big Zack Snyder fan that you are and how, um, you were very interested in watching this movie, I'm going to pass the figurative baton to you and I'm going to have you talk about Rebel Moon and what's in it, what kind of character and story takes a twist and turns and all that type of stuff. So I'm going to leave the floor to you. All right. Well... I'll 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 keep it pretty short because uh, honestly there it's basically a, a team up movie. Basically I'll just go into how that kind of uh that happens. So uh you've got this village on this uh planet that is a well actually it's a moon that uh is a a farming village uh just a lot of um 
hard workers and there's a mysterious woman there who uh, is a uh you know heavy worker on the farm and we don't know a whole lot about her and we kind of learn things as it goes along but that is Cora uh the main character and uh what happens is we have this uh group of uh soldiers uh from the uh imperialistic mother uh mother <laughs> Now, now I'm trying to even remember the names. I'm doing worse than I did. Uh, it's Mother World. <laughs> so it was like Mother something. Uh, so we we've got this um, this small group uh, from the uh, imperialistic Mother World go to this farming colony uh, to basically uh, discuss uh, essentially taking their food, uh, taking their crops, and. Uh, at first, uh, the leader um, of this uh, colony, uh, he, he says that, hey, you know, I'm sorry, we, we're barely scraping by. Uh, we don't, you know, have any uh, extra that we can uh, offer the mother world and uh, the army. And uh, then uh, another part of the colony, he speaks up um, and uh, he thinks he's doing good because he thinks that he's going to, you know, make a deal with the. Uh, essentially the bad guys and uh he he explains that hey we've we've got extra um you know we uh we put away uh just in case so we we definitely have uh, plenty that we can uh, offer to uh the army uh at this point um the uh, uh the leader uh of the the troop here which was uh, admiral atticus noble who is uh, essentially our main villain uh in the film he uh, he kills the leader of the colony in front of everybody, and um, says, "We're going to leave some soldiers here. They're going to watch over you. We will be back, and we're going to collect the food when the time comes." And so he leaves, and he leaves some of the soldiers there. And so things at this point are looking pretty bad uh, for this uh, village. Uh, Cora, uh, again, we don't know a lot about her. She seems to have just kind of been um, somebody that this uh, community has adopted. Uh, she decides that this isn't going to go well. I'm getting the hell out of here. So she starts to uh, pack up to leave. The soldiers, though, start uh, causing uh, uh, a ruckus, uh, basically. Uh, first, they're messing with a robot, this poor robot. Uh, and then uh, from there, uh, they uh, they grab a, a a young woman of the village. Uh, they're going to take turns with her, uh, assaulting her. Um, and at that point, we realize, and everybody else does, because nobody knows that Cora is an absolute badass. Because uh, she uh, all kinds of badass. Yes, yes. She she basically goes Wonder Woman on all of them and uh, saves saves the day, but at that point knows that she's in trouble. The village is in trouble because it will be found out that basically all of these soldiers have been slaughtered, and uh, they're coming back anyway at some point to uh, to collect. And so it's it's at this point that she decides that hey. I'm I'm gonna help. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna fight. We we're gonna have to recruit some people though to help us, uh, you know, take on uh, this massive army. And um, 
in leaving uh, a journey to uh, you know go recruit others, she tells her backstory of uh, basically she was a part of the mother world. She was uh, one of the great uh, assassins, um, and that she is actually uh, the daughter of uh, like the, the the main king or whatever his rank is. And uh, it, it, it's assumed that she's dead, I do believe, uh, and that uh, she is not, you know, nobody knows actually where she is or that she is out, out there. Um, and so she essentially was a, was a slave to the mother world. Uh, she did a lot of bad, bad things um, and she knows it. And uh, this is kind of like a redemption and also revenge uh, for her, uh, this, this journey to, uh, helping, uh, this village. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, good in that, in her, in her arc that we're going to continue on into, uh, the next film. But, you know, from that setup, basically it, it's, it's just going from, uh, one place to another, uh, picking up on these, um, outsiders who, uh, you know, have their own unique, strengths uh as as fighters who are uh, essentially outcasts from the mother world that have you know a bone to pick with them and would be willing to join but uh from there they 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 you know come together and there's a big uh battle at the end of the movie uh with the group of uh people that uh she has basically round up um, against the uh, Admiral uh, uh, Atticus and uh, some of his uh, soldiers. And then, of course, Cora and Atticus have a big showdown to uh, end the film. So uh, that's basically it. I mean, it's very much a, a setup movie for uh, the second half uh, to really, um, hopefully, some really cool things to come as far as um, a huge epic uh, battle between them uh, whether it's going to be, you know, on the moon or if, if they are going to be traveling other places to uh, take on the army. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I think a, a, a good half, first half of a story, essentially. Very good synopsis, Chad. I tip my hat off to you on that one. But yeah, let's let's get right into the pros and cons that we didn't like about this movie. Um, I will go first. Like I said in the beginning. With Zack Snyder, you're going to get some beautiful shots of uh, cinematography throughout his movies, and this is no different. I think Rebel Moon does have some uh, really good cinematography uh, throughout the film, uh, especially with its wide shots of people like uh, in the shadows and the moon, like real up front uh, on the screen. Um, I think those are some of the um, the best shots in this entire film. Um, and uh, there are also certain moments like um, with the final battle between Korra and the general. Um, I think there's some uh, nice shots in there as well. And then uh, with the story, even though it is a story that uh, me and you have seen before, uh, I, I do think it does keep it interesting. Uh, definitely, uh, with the first act, I feel like, um, like kind of keeping more a, a mysterious figure with, uh, on the planet and then knowing like, uh, like 
the general and his coming in to take over the planet. Uh, just really setting up where uh, the movie is going to take, you know, the audience home. Uh, so that is something I did appreciate. Uh, Chad, I'll turn it over to you. What is something that you did like about Rebel Moon Part 1? Well, I, I agree with you 100%. I love, love the look of the film, love the, the cinematography. Um, and uh, in regards to that, I, I, I was super excited about that because I, I was not a big fan of how Army of the Dead looked. Um, and that was the first film that uh, Zack Snyder had actually done the cinematography on. And so when I was watching this, I was like, did he did he do this one? And then um, I found out that he did. And I was like, oh, man. So he, he definitely stepped up his game because, you know, I in watching it, I assumed that this might have been Larry Fong, which uh, Zack's worked a lot with. Uh, Larry Fong's who did uh, Fat Man v Superman. Okay. Um, so I, I did think it looked absolutely amazing um mo most of his films do uh, he's a, a director that definitely storyboards out like his uh his shot he basically does like a comic book for his movie before he he, he shoots it so he knows exactly what he wants mm -hmm. and so i think him being a cinematographer it, it, him getting to where he's comfortable behind the scene and actually capturing what uh he wants is perfect for him so i think that this definitely does show that he has that capability uh, army of the dead i realized he was going stylistically for a look but still for me it was one of his ugliest looking movies <laughs> <laughs> so um so i was super excited that uh, he he had shot this one uh, because it did look so great um yeah and i i would say um i absolutely loved you know, main actress, uh, Sophia Butella. I thought she was absolutely great. Uh, I thought Cora was a, a fantastic character. And um, I loved just getting pieces of her, uh, you know, background. And uh, hopefully we'll get more of that in the in the second one. Um, but uh, I say cinematography and uh, uh, Sophia Butella, those were definitely the, the, the two main things uh, that I that I liked the most about it. Yeah, I also agree with Sophia Patella. Um, you know, her being able to like basically like be in charge of carrying the whole movie, and uh, especially with uh, part two coming out as well. Like, right. I think she did a great job of uh, portraying this like kind of like kind of kept secret, like mysterious person with some depth to her. Um, she, I think she definitely nails it um, from that end. Uh, one thing I also do like about this movie is the score. Um, and that goes for most of Zack Snyder's work as well, because I like when uh, the score is all like um, operatic mm -hmm. and uh, grandiose in scale. It just adds to uh, the level of intensity that his movies um, are about and the tone that he's going for uh, for his films. Uh, I mean, you clearly saw that with, Batman vs Superman and uh, Justice League, and also 300 too. Uh, I would say as well, of just like just capturing this like mythology esque, like kind of like uh, like a Homer's Odyssey type of feel to it. Um, which I believe uh, Junkie XL did the score on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah Junkie. I, I which figured. I I agree with you 100. Love love the score. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was it was very um, very Snyder like as far as the score. 
especially like Batman v Superman. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the other things, yeah, that I was really after watching. I was like, okay, who did the score? I was like, oh, Junkie, of course. Because, uh, yeah, Junkie, Junkie XL is, uh, you know, he's an amazing composer. Uh, of course, he's, uh, you know, basically a, uh, a student of uh, uh, Hans uh, Zimmerman. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he's, you know, he's up there with him and, and just a little bit, I would say, uh, grittier than uh, Hans is. But yeah, no, fantastic score. Absolutely, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, ov- overall, I, I, I really love the uh, special effects as, as well. I yeah, I'm actually, of, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you on that one. I think the uh, effects look really great, especially for a Netflix film. Um, I, right. I, I wish I knew what the budget was on this, but I mean, it definitely was enough to it's, like keep it like. So, so I know for 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 both of them, it was actually uh 166. That's for both part one and part two. So that, that's so the total. Yeah, that's the total for both. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. Which I'm actually more surprised at um how well the special effects are in this movie, especially when um. Right. Well, let me just say too that uh. We, which we probably did. We're dialing right into spoilers in this movie. So if you still haven't seen this, um, I mean, you probably already been spoiled up to this point, but I just want to... Nothing too bad. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing too bad right now, but I, I do want to put this, uh, you know, bookmark right here at this point uh, that we will be diving right. more into uh, spoilers with this movie. Right. Um, but yeah, going off of the special effects, like, uh, the scene where we meet um uh, the dude and what the one of the guys and uh he's trying to tame this like griffin like care uh creature and yes. um I, I think that was yes. probably like the best uh my personal favorite effect in this entire movie i think it just worked well matching like you know the character when when it's flying and how it interacts with the other people right. um yeah that was just my favorite yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Ter- Terak was the character. Yeah, yeah, and that that Griffin, that 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 was beautiful. I I love the 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 part two when it comes flying down and then Cora lifts her hand up and it actually looks like that she's yeah. you know, uh, touching it as it flies by. Uh, you know, I've seen I've seen other Netflix movies where um, I'm trying to th- think of the name of it. It was it was a great movie, but it, it was about the big pig. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a great movie. The 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 one about the big pig, uh, but the the part when uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is like petting the pig, I'm like, this does not look real. But um, that this moment when the uh, the, the creature flew by and Cora puts her hand up, uh, it, it just like it looked like she was actually touching the creature. It, it, was, it was done so really well. It was. I I love that scene. Love the effects, and then. I love the effects also in the uh, the spider scene. I I, I really loved uh, Jenna Malone as the spider, and uh, the character Nemesis, which was basically her, you know, her big scene, uh, her with her lightsabers uh, taking on the spider. Uh, <laughs> absolutely love uh, that scene in the effects as well. Uh, honestly, you know, um, the the character of uh, Nemesis, and then the character of Tarek, uh, those were kind of like 
their their moments of the movie. There's not a whole lot to their characters. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Still, two great uh, scenes. I also do want to shout out the um, action in this because I do think there are some fun moments with the action too. Uh, especially, you know, when we first see Corrin action, uh, at the, uh, in the barn at the beginning with the, uh, the mm-hmm. army generals, uh, whatever. And then, uh, there was another action scene, I think, uh, at the bar when they first meet with that bounty hunter type guy. Um, I think that was also mm-hmm. real fun. Right. Uh, and then the, the final fight scene with the, ge- the general and Cora, um, I thought was, oh yeah very entertaining for what it was too yeah yeah definitely definitely some great great action and great uh special effects here for sure yeah um but that's pretty much all i have uh, as far as positives um any other positives that you want to take away from this before we get very negative with it um no i mean i i think for the most part though those were definitely the uh standouts for me and uh i think you know we we, we hit on uh most of it you know, would would just say though that uh, this this type of uh, movie, like you said, we we've, we've seen um, before many times. The let's get the team together. It's it, it's a lot like you know Justice League even. Um, and uh, I know Zack Snyder's a huge fan of uh, uh, Seven Samurais, uh, and this is basically a, a Justice League was kind of an homage to that film, and and this is as well. But um, I am somebody that, that that loves that sort of like uh, let's get a team together type of movies. I always enjoy those because we get to get, uh, get these little pieces of, of different characters. Um, and I mm-hmm. am happy that uh, like there were these really great standout moments, as we just mentioned, with, you know, Nemesis fight scene uh, and then Tarek uh, training the uh, well, breaking the uh, Griffin. Uh, so, uh, for me, um, uh, even though this wasn't not necessarily something uh, completely original, it's definitely a fun ride. Yeah, I agree too. Um, well, I'm glad that I made you happy at first chat, because now I'm about to break your heart with <laughs> Zack Snyder, because, uh, there are some <laughs> negatives I did take away from this movie. Um, it was not a perfect movie. No, I, I agree. Yeah. It wasn't. I agree. It wasn't. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll start again with the with the negatives um one one critical thing that really bugs me about Zack Snyder is his overuse and constant usage of slow motion and this movie was no okay we're not friends anymore right we're done we're not friends anymore no no that's (laughs) all right we'll just cut the we'll cut the episode right here uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's just a personal gripe with me when it comes to Zach. Um, I just feel like like you could shave right. like three minutes off of this movie from the amount of slow motion that is uh, that is displayed. Oh, you you could probably shave off more. From yeah. off of Honestly, <laughs> you're probably right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is a Zack Snyder specialty uh, with his slow motion. Um, there are times where it is used effectively, um, but a um, good majority of the time in this movie, uh, it just lingers on just too, too long for my liking. Um, but I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just keep it to that for right now. Um, 
<laughs> I'll turn it over to you, Chad, again. Uh, what is Well, wait, one... before I bring up a, a negative, I'll say that I absolutely love Zack Snyder's slow motion. I love his excessive oh, okay, okay. slow motion. And yes, in, in this one, we do get slow motion. There are even slow motion within slow motion moments, you know, basically yeah, it's in is. slow yeah. motion and then it goes further slow-mo. And I absolutely <laughs> love that. I love the, the, the excess of uh, Zack Snyder. I, for, for me, uh, you got to have that slow motion in there for to uh, fully be a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can, I can get that. No, there, there was a joke. I had a scene whenever, uh, Justice League came out, uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, version, uh, that uh, if he cut out all the uh, slow motion, it would have only been like, you know, two hours as opposed to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that, that. Yeah, being uh, <laughs> passed around on social media. Yeah. So um, as, as far as things that I didn't like, um, the big one for me was Charlie Hunnam in this film and his uh, character... Uh, I, I think he's so. the bounty hunter, right? Yeah, the bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt that he was miscast. I thought that uh, I didn't buy him in the in the character. And then at the same time, um, I, I don't know if it was him or if it was the character. I just did not like the character at all uh, at any point and did not buy into him. So uh, that was the biggest negative for me, though, with the film was just, uh, you know, I got nothing against uh, Charlie uh, Hunnam either. And um, I thought he was great in King Arthur. I actually loved uh, Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie. But no, didn't work for me here at all. Um, he, he actually kind of reminded me of um, uh, the Boomerang character in uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, Captain Boomerang? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 actually what he reminded me of. Was like, this he was guy one is of the a... brighter spots in that movie too. I, <laughs> I was, think it's like this guy is a creep, uh, and and like don't go with this guy. And then at the same time, I was like, I I don't know I, his his accent, his accent just was like I don't know. I, I didn't like him in this film. That, that's fair. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind him too much. I mean, <laughs> what as the movie was going on, like I could tell like where it was going with his character but i I mean i just thought he was fine i mean uh, he he didn't stick out to me as much but uh, i don't think it was bad by any means well question for you what what happened to that character because like he he he, like disappeared oh you're you know during the big battle where did he go he did disappear because (laughs) because right because like at the end uh, like he's trying to force the the farmer guy that like went with Korra uh, for this whole thing, like he's trying to like uh, force him to like kill her. I think do do something to her at least. Uh, right, yeah, I yeah. think like he threw a punch or like he stuck the needle uh, into him or something, and then, like that was it. Like that was the last time we ever see of the character. Yeah, I mean, did did he die? I mean, I I, I honestly I don't. Your know. guess is as good as mine, Chad. Honestly, uh, I don't. Uh, which actually goes into another thing um, I didn't like about this. I don't think some of the side characters get fleshed out time to shine, really. Um, and that Nemesis and uh, the right. little guy who was on that Coliseum planet uh, when they oh, run yeah, into yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, Titus. T- Titus, yeah, Titus. yeah. Titus. And even uh, Ray Fisher's character, too. Uh, Blood Axe. Com- yep. Blood Axe, yeah, that commander guy. Um, 
Yeah, really, like, pretty much, who was, like, the more established character in this whole movie. Like, rushed in just to form this kind of team up in the first place. It seemed like what they were doing with this movie. Now, I don't know if that was just something that was, like, just, right. it was something that was just cut down for time. But, uh, that was, that was me. And that goes, too, with the, uh, um, especially in, like, middle portion of it. They kind of just, like, uh, hey, we're going to, the, right. to uh, get this person, and then we're going to go to this planet. And get this person in one quick scene and there's not to figure out like who these characters are and what their backstory is other than uh Korra pretty much uh but I mean I I I, I do understand that it is part one but I I do still want to see like because right. I mean uh, watch part two uh, making the audience right. wait uh for part two to come out like I want to be able to get more in these rather than having them to wait right. the second movie to come out um, but even too with a, also that um Anthony Hopkins plays a that that he that his complete uh like the middle too, was like oh in this movie. So yeah, with uh with with the robot uh Jimmy, I think its name his his name, um it seemed like he was a a, a great character that got introduced um and um I loved. You know the scene with uh, him getting bullied by the soldiers, and then he had the great moment with the uh, the young woman. And um, you thought he was going to have like this big part in the story, and then he just like nowhere to be found until like at the very end. <laughs> there he is. He pops up and he has antlers on for some reason. Oh yeah, he's, so it's like a like a crown of antlers or something like that. Right, right. So. Um, I, I imagine he'll have more to do in the second one. I would hope uh, he's such a great uh, character. I think to 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 explore. Um, and uh, uh, the one though, also uh, you know, Blood Axe, uh, Ray Fisher's character. Um, I I thought that I definitely wanted more of him. And and not only that, we we didn't have enough of him's death to have yeah too much yeah. of an impact on us. Um, it's a great, it's a great moment when he, when he dies and then uh, one of the, the soldiers has this uh, huge reaction, but, uh, as a, a, you know, watching it, it, it didn't have that big of an impact because we weren't really that invested with him. Um, now hopefully they'll move that forward and maybe, maybe there'll be some flashbacks to him and the second one, maybe that soldier will somehow um, this will motivate her to 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 play a bigger part. Uh, his sister as well. I don't really know. So I, I do know with Zack Snyder always he's always planning ahead, sets the the the, mm -hmm. the stage, and then loops back around. So uh, little things like that, I, I, it doesn't bother me that much because I think it's all being set up for some sort of payoff. Because uh, I know. That happened to me with Man of Steel because when Man of Steel came out, I was super excited for it, being a big Superman as a kid, um, and then being a big Zack Snyder fan. Um, I was just so pumped for that, and then I was actually rather disappointed. And the main reason, though, was because it was more of um, it was less of a Zack Snyder movie. I felt it didn't feel like we were in Zack Snyder's world. It was more of like in a Christopher Nolan movie or something and Zack Snyder trying to put his uh, spin on it. But there were a lot of things that tied in from that movie that, that tie into 
Justice League, and then also yeah. tie into you know other uh, um, movies uh, of of DC that at the time I didn't realize, and then I go back and watch it, and I'm like, oh wow, that was there all along. Um, especially like Martian Manhunter, um, it, it was right there in our face, and we didn't realize it until uh, Justice League. So uh, you know, I, I think there's probably some things like that in Rebel Moon that are, that are going to come back around uh, with Part Two. So. I'm hoping we do get more backstory to like Blood Axe gets more of him. I hope we do get more backstory to uh, Korra as well. Um, I do love what we did get, but uh, you know, the others like Titus, I would definitely like to know more about him. I'd like to know more about that uh, planet that he was on. Uh, Cause as soon as we went to that planet, I was super stoked. Um, Cause I was like, you know, uh, or gladiators or, arena uh, it's gonna be cool and yeah i wanted it was to just see like him he was like some kind of l- l- laying in a street i mean yeah it's like a so. rock or something he was like uh sitting next to right and then the next thing i want to point out too is i i would i don't know if this would be considered more of a, like a negative or just just something like i just had an idea for um after watching this movie like piecing out like the idea i think this definitely would have been better as like a big like television epic or something along those lines like like a show you would put on hulu or like amazon prime or something and then like you would be able to like give about like definitely like detail in like each uh, like backstory and we each like take an episode of time to explore these different planets and then we get to like the lead up to the finale i think that would have been better um what uh you know this movie and having split it up into two parts but uh you feel about that Chad? yeah no i totally agree with you i, th- I think that this especially this part one really well um uh a, a series and not only that think about that so instead of it being uh the, the two hours and 15 minutes maybe we'd get like 10 hours think of all uh if we split it up yeah that much <laughs> Um, but no, honestly, uh, you know, um, I mentioned Mandalorian and this reminded me of the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian kind of has that, um, let's go to this planet and do this. Let's go to this planet and fight this creature. Uh, and it's like, a, it's, it's kind of like a new adventure each week in a, in a different location. And, and that's totally what they could have done here. Uh, you could have had a, a, a whole episode on, uh, you know, uh, Tarak, uh, a little bit of his backstory, and then the uh, the Griffin, and then go to the planet uh, where the uh, spider is sure. when uh, Nemesis gets recruited, and we get a little bit more detail on these characters, uh, and then you know a whole episode on Titus. I, I totally agree that that would have totally worked. It, it, it would have, so uh, definitely on board with that. Um, you know, and Netflix could have done that uh they could they could do a series and i'm I'm sure you know people people love uh the netflix series is you know stranger things Uh, so yeah definitely could have uh, worked and who knows i mean after this because it's definitely a a whole Zack snyder universe maybe we will get sort of series maybe maybe, you know maybe we'll get a like an animated series or something we're supposed to be getting something like that with the you know army of the dead yeah yeah i agree um but that's it for me about Selma. Any last minute things that you want to bring up before we give our scores, Chad? Um, no, I, I think I'm pretty well. Um, I, I, for me, there was there wasn't a whole lot of negative about it. 
I do agree there there could be more to a lot of things and and I'm hoping that uh, a lot of it is just set up for part two but if not um I enjoyed uh the ride that this did at offer and then also you know there is a um a uh, director's cut coming uh later as well uh that does uh, add like another 45 minutes to this so uh that might also uh uh, bring us some of those, uh, you know, added things that we want with the characters. Nice, nice, nice. Um, well, if that's it for our thought, and we will head right into our scores that we're give this film one to five uh, on our, you know, Star Wars planet scoring system. How would you Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire? So the this would be somewhere around like a a, a four point five. So it would be like uh, in between, uh, was it Bespin and uh, uh, Coruscant? Uh, so yeah. It yeah. would definitely be on its way to uh, Coruscant. Because, you know, it's not a perfect movie, but uh, for me, a lot of fun. It, it is a movie I have watched twice already. I will watch it again. Um, visually just so, 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 so fantastic and uh, uh, great uh, moments. I, I, I couldn't ask for anything more as far as the uh, the fun level uh, that this gave me. I respect that. I respect that score. Um, for me, on a Naboo on the way to Bespin, so about a three and a half. I think this is an entertaining Max Snyder film. Uh, but, I mean, there, there are problems with uh, characters mm. and definitely pacing, acting weird, being... Um, but like I said, there's some good cinematography in here or helps some of the, uh, and I do think Sophia Botella get a, a good job in the role. Um, pretty much her, like Ray Skywalker, you know, her, you know, lead role in this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely. Um, I, I, I was super excited for her to get the, the lead role, uh, in a movie like this. Because uh, she she always steals the 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 show like whatever she's in like uh, uh, from the moment I saw her in the the first Kingsman movie uh, I was an instant fan and uh, just think she's fantastic and she really gets to shine when she kicks everybody's ass uh, absolutely love that part and um, all of her flashback scenes are fantastic and yeah she she pretty much carries this movie even though it is uh, essentially an ensemble uh, cast um, it uh, uh, as far as like that goes uh, does remind me a lot of uh, Rogue One um, and the character uh, uh, Jen uh, who I absolutely love Jen but um, I think Cora uh, is an even uh, cooler character than Jen was because she's more badass <laughs> yeah well i believe that wraps up Rebel moon part one chad where can our fine galaxy of film followers find you on social media and is there anything else you would like to promote about yourself oh awesome thanks um yeah i'm on uh facebook instagram discord and uh twitter sometimes uh at uh Polly staffel uh that's p-o-l-l-y-s-t-a-f-f-l-e um, and then I am on a, uh, at just my, my name, Chad Freeman. Um, currently, uh, I'm doing something called the ham show on, uh, Saturdays, uh, 4 PM Eastern. Uh, it's a live stream where, uh, music showcase. I, uh, just show all 
sorts of uh, uh, indie musicians. Uh, sometimes it's a, a, a themed show. Sometimes it's just a, a, a random show of a curated playlist that I've come up with. Sometimes it's uh, a show where I have get uh, on and, and talk with uh, musicians and go through uh, videos of theirs. Um, but it's a it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend people check that out. Like I said, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, uh, the ham stands for headphones and microphones because that is a Facebook group that I started. Uh, and yeah, if uh, they're on Facebook, you can check. Join us because there's all sorts of good indie musicians in there. Nice. That sounds really exciting. But yeah, be sure to follow Chad on all those platforms. As for myself, you can follow me on Facebook at BrandonM226 on Twitter slash X and on Instagram at BeLion2K24. And please be sure to follow Galaxy of Film on Facebook, Twitter slash X, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much all sorts of social media. We are on that. And also be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will find various short films that we have posted on there from films like Distinguished, Novex, Like a Surgeon. And you can even find some of my personal short films that I publish on the channel like Knock Knock and Day One. You can also find and watch some of our past live streams that we've just done. Just recently this past month, we just did a recording of our top 10 movies of 2023, so be sure to check out that live recording if you would like. Also, we do have an online website, galaxyoffilm.com, where you can find all of our portfolios for each member of the team, and we even offer videography work if you desire help in that aspect and would like to contact us. I would like to thank Chad again for coming on to this episode to talk about Rebel Moon. And I hope all of you guys enjoyed this episode of LFG, whether you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other audio platform. And I hope all of you guys have a great rest of your day. All right, peace out, everyone.